Welcome back to the All Things Psychological Podcast. I'm your host, and today is episode two. It's been a minute. I missed you guys. So I want to dive in. I felt what was on my mind these past few days of what do I want to kind of talk about and kind of share with anyone who's listening was my recent trip to Costa Rica for so many reasons. One of them mainly being talking about the funness, the beauty that was Costa Rica and also bringing up the craziest fucking thing that can happen while you're out there or while you're just traveling anywhere or even in the fucking states. Let's be fucking real. So I kind of want to dive into it and kind of just provide a little bit of background of what led up to this decision, not only to travel to Costa Rica, but talking about the beauty of it all and then kind of leading into the insaneness that happened on this fucking trip. So let's just kind of dive in. So me and three friends I've known since college around 18, 19 years old, and then their fiance, we all were sitting around last year in August of 2021, September, and kind of thinking, yo, wouldn't it be fucking dope for all of us to travel together? And, you know, some of them have been to Thailand, have been to um, Rome, have been to Spain, have been, you know, to general parts of Europe. And all of us collectively at different times have been to Mexico. So we were wanting to decide on a place that none of us had ever been that sounds dope. We can have a ton of fun doing excursions and also have time to just kind of rest and relax, right? So we ended up deciding on Costa Rica. Also cost effective if we're, you know, being honest. And at the time when we planned this trip, something that came up was keeping in mind we're still in the pandemic even now in 2022, but at the time we didn't know if things were going to change or not. And having to be realistic with if we lose out on this money on our plane tickets, it's not necessarily going to hurt us. Um, which was also the reason why we ended up choosing to fly to Costa Rica, because at that time, those tickets were relatively cheap for what we considered cheap plane tickets. And so we bought the tickets in August, September, and we didn't end up traveling to Costa Rica until just recently here in February. Something else that I found beautiful for myself during this trip was, if you know me, you know I'm a workaholic. Um, And not only that, I really do hate taking days off because I feel like I have a FOMO of somehow missing out on shit at work. But then I also hate fucking working all the time. But I'm also a workaholic. I'm a walking contradiction. I don't fucking know. And so this was the longest trip I had been on. We were gone for 11 days, including the two days of flying. So uh, we really wanted to make the most out of this trip. And I was looking forward to it. I was fucking excited. I know my friends were fucking excited too, the group I was going with. And so... We ended up leaving, um, I want to say the 9th, and actually we came back the 19th. Yeah, so we ended up leaving the 9th. Our flight was late at night, like 11 p.m. at night here. We left California, flew to La Fortuna, Costa Rica. We actually stayed up there for about, I want to say, four or five days, and then ended up staying the rest of the trip in the San Jose province of Costa Rica, which is essentially three and a half hours apart from each other, from one side of Costa Rica to the other side of Costa Rica. And we ended up getting to La Fortuna the first day in the morning. And so we spent the general amount of time just kind of exploring, checking into our Airbnb, you know, kind of canvassing the area and then getting prepped for we had back to back excursions the first two days and then kind of the last days of our trip, which hindsight is twenty twenty. I would definitely say if I had the chance to do it all over again, knowing what I know now. I would do less excursions and really just exploring everything because everything in Costa Rica is so spread out. These drives are three and a half hours, no fucking joke, in humid weather. 
I was not having it. And then you're doing all day excursions. It's fucking exhausting. It's exhausting no matter where you are. And so even though I really enjoyed my trip to Costa Rica and I would do it again, that is something if you're thinking about traveling there to keep in mind, either booking a hotel or a place near the excursions you want to do um, or just kind of keeping in mind, hey, if I want to stay somewhere more local, the drive will be insane. And what I wish we knew, what we know now also too is in La Fortuna, there is so many things to do. I did not get the chance to ATV, which I wish we could have done. Um, but there is zip lining out there. There's seeing the volcano, which we did. There's exploring the beautiful downtown area, which we did. There's so many beautiful houses out there. There's so many things to do. One of the main things we did, which I loved and I do not regret, and I'm so thankful that one of the, the girls that went on this trip planned was going to a sloth tour. That sounds really fucking cheesy, <laughs> but one of the best experiences I fucking had and just learning about sloths. I never knew. I didn't know much about sloths, if I'm honest. I thought they were kind of cute, kind of ugly kind of animal. But I was like, all right, let's go. Funnest tour and actually one of the best experiences of this trip. So we did a lot those first about four days. And I have to say something else that I get a lot of questions on is the weather and the food. And the weather was insane, especially in La Fortuna. It was 87% humidity, 90 degrees, anywhere between 80 to 90 degrees on a given day, but then 90% chance of rain. So you not only have the hot, but you have the sticky and you have the wet. Fucking insane. I definitely say, again, if you plan to travel to this specific area of Costa Rica, keeping in mind to have, you know, a flexible amount of clothes where you can kind of cover up and have like maybe a a windbreaker or a light rain jacket, but also wearing shorts because it's fucking hot. And so La Fortuna in and of itself, I cannot say more than amazing things about San Jose province was also amazing. But again, I just feel like La Fortuna really kind of encapsulated what I expected of Costa Rica, the culture. We were around locals and then we had two people with us on this trip that did speak fluent Spanish. So it really did help out in terms of just being able to communicate and get our needs met. Right. Um, And something else to keep in mind leading into the unexpectedness and kind of chaos of this trip was Everything in La Fortuna specifically closed at like 9 or 10 p.m. And I don't know, it could be attributed to just, you know, a way of life or a lifestyle or just kind of the area we were specifically in. But things uh, out there closed super early, whereas in San Jose, things closed around the same time. But you had a little bit more of an opportunity to go to late night bars or clubs. But those also were kind of spread out. So for me my frame of reference that I had was, okay, in Mexico, things were open until 2 a.m. I'm getting drunk every night. Whereas now in Costa Rica, I can still get drunk, but I got to finish drinking at home, so to speak, around 10. So it was a little bit of an accommodation in my head for me to realize, okay, I won't be able to have the nightlife I thought I could go experience, but it's still going to be fun. And so one of those nights, I want to say we were about three days in, maybe four, We all were kind of talking amongst ourselves. We had been out on an all day excursion and we were kind of saying, you know, we want to experience the nightlife of La Fortuna, whatever that is in whatever capacity. Let's go out to a bar around six or seven and let's just, you know, talk to some locals and kind of see what's out here because we still really don't know and we haven't really talked to anyone. So we all kind of got together and kind of started, you know, getting ready. I made sure I looked bomb.com. I was slaying, okay? And we go out to this bar slash restaurant. Food-wise in Costa Rica, I had to accommodate my palate because 
you know, as an American, as a spoiled Californian, I'm so used to, you know, high salt, high sugar, everything, even though we try to act like we're health conscious, we kind of love the, the shittiness that is American food. And in Costa Rica, they're very health conscious, rightfully so. And they're a very green environment. And so for me, I initially, you know, if I'm honest, had found the food a little underwhelming in terms of flavor. But then once you kind of keep in mind, okay, we're in a different country and things are going to be different. And also there's just more health conscious. I was fine. But kind of keeping in mind, you know, when I had went to, again, my only frame of reference, having only traveled to Mexico, um, was my frame of reference was that in Mexico, the food was flavorful, fresh seafood, fresh veggies, all this stuff. And I had a great time. And in Costa Rica, there's also fresh food, but just a different flavor profile, something to kind of keep in mind. But they're Fresh smoothies were the best thing about this trip, and I kind of dream about those smoothies to this day. So again, when we talk about this restaurant and talk about this bar, the drinks in Costa Rica were fucking phenomenal. I was drunk every day, and the food was okay. So we go to this bar, we order the drinks, we're getting wasted. Well, are we getting wasted? No, we're getting really buzzed, though. And two of the friends that I had went with were kind of communicating with the server and kind of asking, yo, you know, what did the locals do? Are there any places out here that we can kind of go to? We're looking to kind of have some fun, but you know, we also realized things are closing early. And he had said, well, we all, all the workers, meaning we all kind of go out after we close the bar down in the restaurant around nine and we go to this local house and kind of party and have drinks and you guys should come. And we're kind of thinking, yo, what the fuck is going on? Should we go? Should we not? This feels like a trap. And uh, my friend's fiance ended up, you know, getting the location from the server. And we're all, hindsight is twenty twenty. we're all kind of laughing like, yo, what if we get robbed or something happens? Because this almost seems too good to be true. It almost seems like there's no way they're nice enough to take us to this random ass pins location on the google maps and nothing's gonna happen come the fuck on we're not stupid and all of us on this trip are very fucking street smart and so we're kind of just laughing about it like should we fucking go i'm like yo that server was fucking cute let's go keep in mind though they weren't going to start partying until about 10 p.m the restaurant closes at nine and we were about 15 minutes away let's say from the airbnb so we're like hey the restaurant's closing down now Let's just go chill out at the Airbnb. And then um, when it gets closer to 10, we'll kind of go out and kind of see what it is. And push come to shove, we're not going to carry all our cash on us, of course. So, you know, we'll just pay the fee to get in and then, you know, we'll see what it is. And if we don't like it, we can fucking leave. We have a male there that knows how to fight and (laughs) we'll call it a fucking day. And so we had also keep in mind, we had also all been drinking besides the person driving and I was feeling great. I was not only on a good buzz, but I was ready to turn the fuck up. I was in a great fucking mood. So we drive back to the Airbnb and the outer wall is made of cement with like a wooden door that you have to go through that then leads to the main entrance of the Airbnb, kind of made of glass, the doors are made of glass. Um, And the glass is kind of opaque, so you can't necessarily see in. And then you kind of go into the Airbnb. And, you know, we do need to keep in mind we are in a lower income, if not poor area, which we all are aware of. Um, And so we go through we go through the wooden door. I'm still out of it. I'm having a great time. My friend's fiance is parking the fucking car. I'm waiting to get in because he has the key to unlock the front door. 
And the girls are behind me. We're all chit-chatting, whatever, kikiing. And he goes to open the door, unlock the door for us, and then finishes doing whatever he needs to do at the car. I walk in. There's a couch facing the front door that I put my backpack on. And the other thing to kind of keep in mind is I'm super organized when I travel. So I had packed everything in my suitcase uh, while I, you know, while we had went out. And then also we all, two of us had had our laptops. One person brought their Nikon camera and we had kind of left it, you know, in the house kind of everywhere because we had been at this place for about three days at that point. And so I come in, my backpack that was supposed to be on the couch is on the floor. All my shit's out of it. The lights are on in the house, right? I'm not registering exactly what has gone on. So I'm staring at it through this drunkenness and realizing, oh, fuck, we just got robbed in fucking Costa Rica. Are you fucking kidding me? I look at it again just to clarify. I turn around. I I turn to my homegirl and I say, I think we just got robbed. (laughs) And she goes, there's no fucking way. You're fucking joking. And I'm like, dude, we just got fucking robbed. And so so many things started happening and we kind of talk about me and my group of friends kind of talk about it and relive it over the next few days but from my point of view what had gone on was when i'm in a crisis i go into solution mode i'm also black (laughs) so i go into i'm asking questions later let's have a game plan let's get to safety let's fucking pack let's get our shit and fucking go I don't know if these people are still in this fucking house. I don't know how many people. I don't know if it was men. I don't know if it was women. I don't know who the fuck it is. But I know I need to see if my shit is gone and also get the fuck out of this fucking Airbnb, right? So I go into strategic mode. I start telling everyone, pack your fucking shit. Let's fucking go. So I go to my room, realize my laptop's taken. My friend realizes her laptop is taken. My other friend realizes her Nikon camera And, you know, her money is taken. My friend's fiance realizes his shoes, his shorts are taken. I realize my Nike hat's taken, but all of our passports are there. I kind of don't give a fuck. I'm pissed about the laptop, but I'm more so like, I don't know if they're still watching us. I don't know if they've seen us come home. Let's just fucking go. Telling everyone to pack. My friend goes into more of a shock mode um, where they aren't really saying anything and they're kind of just stuck so they kind of go into fawn which makes sense we all handle crises differently my other friend who's also black that's there goes and grabs a knife and is ready to fight whoever starts canvassing the house great you do that while i pack my shit the other friend that was there goes into let's question what has gone on and i'm like yo i really don't give a fuck what's going on let's just get the fuck out of here i keep thinking in my head let's just get the fuck out of here i feel highly uncomfortable and i feel like i'm being watched and then my friend's fiance was you know, had the sound mind to say, let's call the Airbnb host, get them over here while we're trying to figure out what to do. Because really, it felt like we only had two options. Do we pack our shit and start leaving? Do we just stay here? Do we take pictures? Hindsight is twenty twenty. We probably should have took pictures, but that was not going on in my head for me. And no one else had really had a plan. So I'm like, I'll make the plan for us. Let's fucking go. So we end up calling the Airbnb host. They come within seven minutes. Definitely have money. Definitely are rich for the area. Um, They come in this big ass, you know, truck and they have a driver and they come in. They do primarily only speak Spanish, which was okay. We had two people there that spoke fluent Spanish. And so they were kind of communicating, saying, what the fuck happened? We literally just came home or came to this Airbnb, got fucking robbed. What the fuck? You know, we feel highly uncomfortable. We want to fucking go. And 
you know, we're done staying here. And I have to say, those Airbnb hosts were definitely super accommodating, understanding. They had acknowledged, you know, in the past four years that we've owned Airbnbs. This has never happened. This is the first time. We have three other properties and we've never seen anything like this. Are you guys okay? They were very, very helpful, I do have to say, and very understanding. Um, and it was late at night. At that point, it was about like 1030. And then the next step was they call the police, the Costa Rican police. I also, if I'm very honest, was not feeling them calling the police because in my head, I don't give a fuck if we're in California, if we're out of the country. I've heard horror stories everywhere. Police in general just aren't good. And then also, we don't know where, we don't know the police out here. We don't know how they navigate or how they handle things. I felt highly uncomfortable. I was like, yo, I don't want to fucking call the police. Let's just fucking go and get our money back for our shit stolen. And so they were saying, you know, let's call the police. And I wasn't really comfortable with it. But we ended up having the police called. And I honestly do think, if I'm honest, because the Airbnb host were of a higher status, I think that the police were more accommodating. But they were also nonchalant in the aspect of there's really nothing we can fucking do. They ended up looking around the house and kind of surveying everything and making sure everything was locked up and safe. We don't know who could have done this. This is a poor area, which we all understand and yada, yada, yada. Okay, cool. Well, you were no fucking help. Great. So then the conversation then kind of turned around to what are we going to do? We still have two nights here and we all feel uncomfortable. And at that point, I felt like I want to get the fuck out. One of them said, well, I want to do whatever you guys want to do. Another person felt uncomfortable. And I think the other person felt uncomfortable, too. And then my friend's fiance was like, I'll do whatever you guys want to do. I want to make sure you guys are safe because it was, you know, four girls and one guy on this trip. And we all decided we want to leave. What ended up becoming a complication was all of the hotels in La Fortuna were booked up. Not only that, the other three Airbnb locations that our hosts had were also booked up for the weekend. It happened to be, I think, a Friday that this happened. So we were kind of screwed. So then the conversation became... Well, we damn sure don't want to stay here. We literally just got fucking robbed. Two laptops, a camera, money, clothes were stolen. We don't know what else. And we feel violated. All of our shit is, you know, kind of thrown around the Airbnb. All of our clothes were out of our uh, our luggage. We feel highly unsafe. And we kind of came to a compromise. This conversation, mind you, spanned about an hour and a half, but we kind of came to a compromise of the host had a maintenance worker who they've worked with for over 20 years that would come and stay on the property with us and kind of be lookout for the next two days. I know that sounds dramatic, <laughs> but also at the time, given the gravity of the situation, we did not know if these people were males, if there were multiple people, which we believed so, if they were kids, if they were adults, whoever. We felt super unsafe. And so that was the only way we were going to stay. We were going to sleep in the fucking car and call it a fucking day. And so they had their maintenance worker come. Very sweet man. Very accommodating. We ended up, you know, making sure he got breakfast and beers and everything else and coffee. And we didn't just like leave him out there like sleep in the cold, you know. Um, but he did stay those last two nights and just stayed up all night kind of just making sure the area was okay. But even though the situation was handled really well by the host, the next day, I think it didn't even hit for me that we had been robbed. My buzz had gone down when we found out what happened. We're kind of all waking up talking about it. I didn't get much sleep that night. And we're kind of reliving and recounting what had happened. And I start to get really pissed off. So I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, we got fucking robbed. 
my laptop's gone. My friend's laptop is gone. They're in school. My friend's $500 camera is gone. Um, it fucking sucks. We've never, I've never been robbed, you know, whether I was traveling out of the country or, you know, in California. And again, I'd like to think we all have street smarts. And something that comes up, which I'll get later to, was whether or not it was even smart to travel with a laptop. But I'll kind of hit on that later. But what I found interesting was, you know, each of us had a different perspective of what happened that night. For one friend, their perspective was, well, you know, I wish we had taken pictures. I wish we had kind of had more sound mind to just stay there and figure out what had gone on, which I can respect. For one friend, it was, you know, I kind of go into shock. I get anxiety. I can't really think about really what's going on. Um, So, you know, I I didn't know what to do. For the other friend, it was, I'm getting a fucking knife and we're fucking up whoever is here. And it's interesting to think about, they always say, you know, it's fight or flight or fawn when we talk about what we do in a crisis or in a, a heightened when we're in a heightened state and literally we each each of us had one of those responses so i found that super interesting and leading into whether or not we should have had those laptops with us because i was talking to a coworker recently yesterday about this incident and kind of reliving it and they were saying well what did you learn and i'm like well what did you mean what the fuck did i learn and they're like well you know now you don't travel with the laptop i'm like bro get the fuck out of here like I feel like this, regardless, even moving forward, I'll probably travel with my laptop just because of the kind of work I do, the need to constantly be connected to my emails or checking in with clients or whatever the case may be. I know I need my laptop. For my friend, they're also in school. They're in grad school. They needed their laptop. For my other friend, they brought their camera. People bring cameras on trips all the time. It's not like we went in with these lavish, expensive items. I mean, yes, they are expensive, but with the hindsight of we're bringing all these flashy things in the hopes that we get robbed. No one goes in with that expectation. The other thing was about this robbery that was so interesting was the robbers didn't take our passports. They also took my friend's cash, you know, that was in her bag next to her her camera. So they took her cash. But my friend's fiance had a Nintendo Switch that was like sitting somewhere in their room that was open. And if they had lifted the case, they would have saw the Nintendo Switch. And if they had lifted the Nintendo Switch up, they would have saw the money that was there. But then they took some old shoes and, you know, shorts and my Nike hat. But then they opened my luggage and I had like a a mesh um, see-through thing with a white envelope because I had converted money before I came. And anyone that knows a white envelope is fucking cash. They didn't take that. So it was almost this weird strategic haphazard kind of thing where they made sure to take our laptops and put them neatly in our laptop bag made sure to grab that fucking laptop charger made sure to grab my friend's camera the big ticket items but they didn't take you know our passport or all of our money or the nintendo switch or the expensive ass tvs in the airbnb itself so it was very interesting and then the other thing that came up was my friend and her fiance had noticed the night we left which i didn't notice We had seen these kids kind of riding around in the area, but didn't think too much of it. It's not like they were staring at us intently, but they had kind of looked at us because we were new the first day we came, but they seemed pretty chill. They kind of ran off and did their own thing. We didn't think much of it, but that night, I guess they had noticed that the kid, one of the kids was kind of eyeing us as we left. Also keep in mind the first three days of our trips, we had been on all day excursions. We were gone all day. So in a lot of capacities, we did drop the ball and we had a pattern. And any robber knows you kind of follow that pattern. And yet 
they felt so inexperienced as well. And we didn't see the kids the rest of the time in La Fortuna, which for sure they stole our shit. So I was pissed about that. I was pissed in the aspect of you're going to take my fucking laptop, but then you're not going to take this other shit. You might as well take everything. And yeah, you know, I, of course, feel grateful that I saw my passport and I was able to come home. The other thing that came up was, of course, we're in a poor area, you know, low income country as a collective. We all understand that. And so am I necessarily upset about that? We know what area we were in. No, I'm more just upset that when I tried to locate my laptop, which also keep your find your devices on because I did not. And so the last location was in the Bay Area. And I was like, great, I'm not in the fucking Bay Area. But when I tried to locate my laptop, I was at least able to tell that the battery had died, but they hadn't tried to access thing anything, you know, in terms of my finances, thank God, or my email accounts or anything that was kind of hooked up, letting me know they couldn't even get into my laptop because it's double encrypted. So that also pissed me off because now the conversation becomes, okay, you stole this laptop and now you're either going to just sell it for fucking parts or try to, you know, sell it and jailbreak it, both laptops. And this is fucking annoying. This pisses me off even more so. You can't even get into the fucking laptop. And so all of this to say, explaining this whole robbery, I feel two kind of mixed feelings. I feel and understand you know, why they did that, knowing the area we were in, if I was in their situation, I might do the same. I'm not faulting necessarily, oh, it's because we were in a poorer area. I knew that we were in a poor area. You know, I've grown up in poor areas. I fucking get it. Robberies happen all the time, no matter where you are. And I don't think that this has anything to say about La Fortuna or Costa Rica as a whole. This was just a one-off incident, if we're honest. But I also feel like I can also say and lean into, yeah, I'm pissed off that I had to replace this fucking item, which I'm grateful that I can replace, but I'm still pissed off about. It set us back. We were all scared for the next few days, even traveling to the San Jose area. It was it was a lot. And it did kind of put a damper on the trip for the next few days or so. The other thing that kind of came up was the conversation for us as the group while we were on the trip of how do we navigate moving forward? What did we do wrong? Something that stood out was we had gotten kind of lax. So we were sitting in the pool area, but it was outside near the house but it's also an enclosed area but it's outside if that makes sense so it's an enclosed outside area and we were talking you know about our plans what we were doing and so something that changed was we're only going to have conversations in the airbnb or in the car about what we're going to be doing let's kind of keep that the conversations of our plans to a minimum because who knows maybe they overheard us we don't know the other conversation that came up was for us that did not speak Spanish fluently, we were damned if we do, did or damned if we didn't. Meaning, you know, something that came up was let's not let's try not to speak English. We stand out like come the fuck on. There's no way we cannot speak English. Right. And so I was kind of frustrated with that initially because I'm like, I'm we're damned if we do, meaning we're damned if we do try to speak Spanish because we don't speak it fluently and we're really trying and it's hard. And, you know, people that are local there don't really understand us. And yet. I think we're damned if we don't because I do think we shouldn't just assume everyone there can speak English. That's unfair to the people that are there that are locals. We should try to accommodate to the culture. That's just my frame of reference. So we ended up kind of coming to a resolution somewhat of, you know, we'll speak English, you know, in safer spaces. And if not, we'll just have the two people that can speak Spanish kind of communicate for us. And that was kind of our compromise. The other thing was we also had to think about, you know, what we're going to carry on our person and what we're not. For me, you know, thankfully, besides stealing my fucking Nike hat, (laughs) they only stole my laptop. 
So the way I had been traveling, I travel with a fanny pack. I had put all of my money, besides the ones that was in my suitcase, um, I had put all my money on my person. I started keeping my passport on my person. So that was the one thing that had changed for me specifically. Um, but I did keep my phone and like other things in this backpack that I also carried with me as well. So we kind of just had to modify what we carry on us, what we decide to leave. And at that point, what else can they fucking take? They already took fucking everything else. So we're kind of screwed um, either way. And what made us feel safer was that we were going to the San Jose area. So uh, this new area, the San Jose province. So we felt a little bit safer being in a gated area where the second Airbnb was. And that was also a great experience. But yeah, we got robbed in Costa Rica. <laughs> and what was crazy was that fucking night, two of the people were actually saying, yo, I want to stay home. I'm not really feeling it. Like, I don't really want to go out. And we had kind of, you know, not necessarily begged them, but we're like, yo, we're in fucking Costa Rica. When are we going to come out here again? Let's fucking go out. Let's drink. And so we all went. And so the other thing that was kind of scary was what if those two people had been at the Airbnb that night? Would the robbers have come in? Would they have not? Did they have guns? Did they have weapons? I don't fucking know. We don't know what they look like. And we could argue, you know, if it were kids, maybe they wouldn't, but maybe they would. Or were they adults? We're assuming it was the kids we saw. Um, but again, we nothing was confirmed. Nothing really came of that police report. There's no way of knowing who robbed us. So we were kind of left with some answers unanswered, I guess, so to speak. And at this time, we're still currently kind of corroborating with Airbnb to see if we can get, you know, our money back. But that's still to be determined. But yeah, I definitely did not expect to get robbed in Costa Rica. I don't think there was much we could do differently, if I'm honest. I think we did what we could do with the information we knew. I don't think we were being super flashy. It's not like we were balling money when we went out. We were very minimal and we weren't dressed super flashy. But again, there's only so much you can do to not draw attention. We're a very diverse group. We look it. We look American. We look like travelers and tourists. There's only so much we can do. So I'm not going to sit here and I didn't want to sit here and also say I want to do everything to put a damper on my Costa Rica experience. At some point, we still got to live life and go have fun. And I'm glad that we were able to kind of put the robbery behind us and do that. And in that trip, some of the positives were going zip lining which was fucking scary but life changing life changing exhilarating and amazing we like i said had went on this sloth tour we went on these hanging bridges above the trees super scary as well i felt like we were going to fall off and i was going to die but we made it through that was exhilarating we went um to the manuel antonio forest and saw monkeys saw more sloths saw some lizards, saw some crabs, and then there's a beautiful hidden beach. And then we went and got drinks in this tropical area. That was super nice. So we went through the rainforest. We ended up seeing some waterfalls that were amazing. We went on a lot of hikes. We went to the different supermarkets in the city and in the, and, and in the downtown area. And so it was so much fun. I had a blast in Costa Rica. I am so thankful I had the opportunity to go. I want to go again if possible, you know, sometime in the future. And I highly recommend it. Despite the robbery, despite it all, I have to say one of the best fucking trips ever. And I definitely, I definitely would go again. But yeah, that was my time in Costa Rica. I have to say some highlights were that I would recommend doing 
you know, in the future, if you decide to go or anyone listening, anyone listening decides to go is to go on the sloth tour, to go zip lining. One of the longest lines, I think, out of the country is in Costa Rica. It's about two miles worth of line. And then also um, to go to the for the Manuel Antonio Forest to kind of experience that. Go to La Fortuna and experience that. To go see the, vol- the volcano, which we did. And also, if you have time to ATV, we did not do that, but I do wish we did. I imagine that was beautiful. And to go see some of the waterfalls. Highly, highly, highly recommend. I think you'll enjoy the culture. I think you'll enjoy the drinks. The food was good. Um, And again, once in a lifetime experience, and I would definitely go again. So with all of that said, I think I'm going to end it here. And maybe I'll talk more in the future, more specifically about the zip lining experience, because that was a hell of a fucking ride. (laughs) Um, And I hope you enjoyed this podcast of me just kind of talking about the time we got robbed in Costa Rica and the funness that was Costa Rica, but also the craziness that was Costa Rica. So I'm going to leave it at that. I hope whoever, you know, is listening is having a great day, great evening, great morning, and I will see you next time soon.